0: Coming up on this episode of The Wheelhouse, part one of my conversation with Candice Fowler, principal of Hollis Elementary School in Hollis, New Hampshire. Today's topic, lessons learned from running a school in the age of a pandemic. Stay tuned. I'm Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter, and this is The Wheelhouse. In this season of our podcast, we'll mix interviews and conversations with in-depth thinking around our three foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership, superior instruction, and powerful student care. You know, we believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student how incredibly distinctive and irreplaceable his or her life is. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Today's guest is my friend and colleague Candace Fowler, who comes to the wheelhouse today from Hollis, New Hampshire. Candy is the principal of Hollis Upper Elementary School in Hollis, New Hampshire. This is a grade four through six building with approximately 283 students. Candy is currently in her 13th year as principal and her 18th year in the district. Prior to being a principal, she taught preschool, kindergarten, first and second grades. She's been a special education teacher, special education coordinator, and assistant principal. She also serves other districts as an amazing professional learning consultant for NWEA. I can say amazing because I've been in multiple professional learning sessions with her, and she is the epitome of that word. In her spare time, she has many, many hobbies. And one of those, um, I saw a picture of her dragon cupcakes, which are Absolutely stunning. So, wow. Candy, thank you so much. Welcome to the wheelhouse.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. And that was a great bio. If you haven't seen those dragon cupcakes, it's deliciousness and chocolate that looks like dragons.
0: <laughs> yes. And you can see those by going to the Hollis Upper Elementary School website because there's a great picture of those dragon cookies right there. Yeah. Yeah. Really great stuff. I have so much I want to talk to Candy about. Uh, power reading, flexible grouping for math. And, you know, her team has done some amazing work and they've been on an amazing journey, as most of us have been in this year and a half of the coronavirus pandemic. There's so much to talk about. I'm going to extend this conversation over two episodes of The Wheelhouse. And to begin, we are deeply engrossed in teaching uh-huh. in the age of COVID.
1: Yes, right? right, it's amazing
0: yeah. how much time we spend counting hand sanitizer and <laughs> thinking about.
1: Do we have enough wipes? Is there? Yeah. You know, do the, we have gloves and masks, and oh my gosh, who needs a box of this? Yeah,
0: yeah, and what? You know, what does six feet mean? And oh my goodness, right. So I really want to start there, uh, because I know that many of our uh, our listeners and our audience are still in. Yeah. Right, we're still heavily engrossed in this teaching in the age of the pandemic. So you have you've done some great things to navigate through this year that I know you're proud of. So yeah. talk to me about what you've done.
1: Yeah so you know it's almost a year ago grant as we think about it, right and um, the world has changed tremendously just as the world but the, but the world of education has I think just taken some big turns and we have to really think about, What was important right we wanted kids to come to school and learn and get all that academic curriculum and then when pandemic happened it was really all about safety right we've always been about safety but it was now that was the first most important thing and Mm -hmm. and not just physical safety but social safety emotional safety behavior all of those pieces and then not only for our students all of our staff You know, we made we made one day we were in school and then there was a notice like school will be online and you're going to have, you know, in our district, we had two days to prepare. Some districts had a week. Um, And so it was like, oh, my goodness, we didn't even know how to turn a Zoom button on. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if we knew about Zoom. So just want to take, you know, everyone a moment and take a deep breath and give yourself a pat on the back, because look where you are now. You know, Absolutely. Even, even if you're not in school, right, even if you're still doing remote learning or distance learning or whatever your district calls it, you have been on an amazing journey of learning that you didn't even probably realize you were going to be on. So once we got through March and April and May of, of last year, mm-hmm. there was really a desire to get back together, but we still didn't know that much on how to be safe. And we tried to figure out a way to make the end of the year good for our students. Mm -hmm. You know, we have sixth graders who are saying goodbye to elementary school. They will no longer ever be elementary students again. Um, We had fourth graders who were coming up who have never seen the building before. Um, And how do we show them that? So there was a lot of things that were just crunching down on, on educators. And even I remember us saying, we're going to do an outside parade. We're all going to stand 10 feet apart of a really (laughs) big parking lot. We're all going to stand 10 feet apart and cars are going to roll up our driveway and there's a big U shape and they're going to, we're going to wave and say, congratulations, happy summer. And I had, I had teachers who were still afraid to do that, Mm -hmm. right? We just didn't know. And so if we were feeling that way, how are our students feeling? How are our families feeling? So we, we, we get through that. It's wonderful. And now comes July we don't know what school's gonna look like. Right. We have no idea if we're gonna be in the building. We still don't know what the virus is doing, although it looks like it's getting better, but we're hearing it's not getting better, right? Because of the outside. And um, and so there's a lot of, of just questions out there. Mm-hmm. There's conversations with unions, there's agreements that have to be made, there's safety protocols that we don't even know because the CDC was changing it, if you guys remember that. Right. Um, so, the end of July comes and we finally have some direction. We have decided we're going to allow our families to be fully in, if that's what they want, or fully remote. We're not going to do a hybrid. We don't want to do two days a week. That wasn't going to work for our families. And we start getting these numbers in and it looks like I've got 200 in the building and hundred in remote, but what do I do with my teachers? How do my teachers behave? So, you know, unprecedented, I just, put it out there to everyone and said, I'm going to have a voluntary meeting. Come. We'll sit on the playground. It's the middle of summer. It's a million degrees outside. It's hot. It's humid. <laughs> I, I, I was like, look, I'll give you popsicles because I, wow. I have a small budget right I, here. I have popsicles. I can buy everyone come to the meeting. Right. right. Uh-huh. And it was really great to just get together. Even though we were very far apart, mm-hmm. I might've been using a bullhorn. It <laughs> Could, <could've laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, and just to be in the same area and talk about what was scaring us and talk about what we were most concerned about and talk about all the what ifs. And now as a principal, I don't have all the answers. Cause guess what? This is the first time I've been in a pandemic. Anyone else, raise your hands out there, right? First time for me. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And you know, with those first, sometimes it's scary because I don't want to make a decision that will be bad for our students or bad for our staff. I don't want to get anyone sick. I don't want to get anyone, you know, really hospitalized, anything like that. So all that goes through your minds. And I think being open and vulnerable. And I said, you know, I don't know. I'm here because all of you are amazing brains too. And I truly feel we can solve things together. And, you know, one of the things that came out loud and clear, and again, in my bio, you said, this is my 13th year as the principal and my 18th year in the district. So I've been their assistant principal or their principal for 18 years. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I also have a pretty steady staff. So they know me and candy is like, what you see is what you get. I promise I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm feeling. I'm not going to play any games. And so when I'm saying, I don't know, and I need your help. I truly don't know. And so, um, we just sat around and we sat in our lawn chairs and we ate popsicles and (laughs) we we were like, what, what's the scariest thing? And so the scariest thing was what if not everyone follows the rules? Sure. What if teacher a thinks it's okay to take their masks off inside and teacher B doesn't. And, you know, our memorandum of understanding said, you know, if a teacher feels comfortable, they can let kids have a mask break inside and my teachers were not comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. They were like, hey, I don't want, you know, Dr. Chandler's class to take their masks off all the time. And I'm a person who's worried and their masks are on, then I'm going to start getting criticized by parents and I'm going to be the mean teacher, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Even though I want to be the safe teacher. So we made an agreement with all of us that were there in that meeting, which wasn't the entire staff, but the majority. Mm -hmm. And we said, look, we're going to keep masks on, even though the, the memorandum of understanding says they can take them off you know what, it's beautiful outside, all mask breaks are gonna be outside. Go out as much as you want, distance outside, take your masks off. But when we're in the building, we're all gonna do the same thing, whether you believe in masks or not, right? Because we have that to to deal with, right? Very
0: political masks are this year
1: oh my goodness. Right. And, and yeah. I didn't know, like, I hadn't seen my staff since March together. So I didn't know where they were in their understanding or, and I can't dictate what Candy thinks, right. Cause we're all amazing human beings. We've got our own brains. So I said, look in this building, we're going to do this. And Grant, I think that probably saved our school many, many, um, heart heartaches, um, because we were just all so together and there was no this teacher and that teacher. We were all right. doing the same things. And I have to say, we did. We still haven't. I'll knock on whatever would we have. Um, hadn't had any cases transmitted in our school.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: So I think building that trust, you know, mm-hmm. one thing that kind of taught me is just Listen. What what's bothering the staff? How do we make it okay? We all have to have jobs, right? If we were independently wealthy, we probably wouldn't be worrying about coming to work every day.
0: Absolutely. But
1: you know, we come to work, we get a paycheck, we need to work. But I know when my teachers walk through the door, what's bringing them in? Their passion is helping learners. Like that's their passion, and so they walk through those doors every day. So how do we walk through them in the safest way possible? Um, And so. We did that. And and from there, it got easier and easier to make group decisions. Oh, that's working so well. What do we do about recess balls? Do we let them play with balls? Do we not (laughs) let them play, right? I mean, how do we go to the bathroom? How many kids can go? Should they mix up? Should we have separate bathrooms? Well, I don't know about you, but we don't have 27 different bathrooms in our school for every class to have their own bathroom set. Um, So we, you know, the teachers helped me design a model like. You know, you flip something that says the bathroom's occupied, and it's on the outside, and the kids only go in there, and there's no congregating. But they worked on that. I I couldn't solve any more problems. Like I didn't have the capacity. What do you do with your mask when you go outside? Do you stuff them in your pocket? Do you put it? Like, that was another thing we had to solve. Like, what do we do with these? Yeah, and and so you know, just being sort of open as a leader to say I don't have all the answers, but I'm willing to talk about what we could do
0: and it really sounds like that group of adults really came together to take care of one another
1: yeah and that you know shows me a lot of trust and rapport with each other right and and building that in and and even if you didn't like the rule to wear a mask even if you didn't believe in the rule to wear a mask you could believe in the greater good and Mm -hmm. I think that that's what our schools need to focus on right what is the greater good um do we want students in the building or do we want to go back to remote, right? Because mm-hmm. the reality is if it didn't work, if we had a lot of cases, we were going to have to close. Absolutely. And so even though I know you've done some great things on distance learning, right? And remote learning, and it, it's different than being in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's different than being in front of your students. Mm-hmm. And I think we all learned that we love being in front of our students, and that we want to we want to stay there. So even if I had some maybe naysayers or political mask people, um, it it wasn't that they didn't realize the greater good piece, and that was the part that warmed my heart. Right, mm-hmm. and and then we we can't talk about our success without the parents, um, and really being clear: this is the rule. This is going to happen. Your children when they step out of the car will have masks on. If they don't they're going to have a mask provided by us. Mm-hmm. You know, they are going to, you know, need a laptop or, or whatever, you know, we'll, we'll give some, so all of those things we were very top down about and said, this is the only way we can think to make it work. Mm-hmm. We know you want to make it work too. We need your help. And so it's been nice to have that, you know, not, they don't all do it all the time. It's not hundred percent. I don't want anyone to think that it's perfect, but it's, It's really showing me that when we all think about what's best for kids and for schools, that we can really get there together.
0: And I think that's a huge lesson for us to learn. You know, we're taping this about two thirds of the way through the 19 or the 2020, 2021 school year. And, uh, you know, I think that's, I think an important lesson for us all is that, you know, coming out of things that are not pleasant at all, like teaching in the age of a pandemic, there are some valuable lessons that we can learn. And one of them is the power of, you know, that, that collective power of what adults can do when they come together to take care of one another and to take care of students, uh, that they can make great decisions and do good work and uh, deliver really powerful uh, support for our, for our students and families. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I continue to be amazed at how much the students comply. We keep reminding them, when you do what you're supposed to do, we can still stay in our building. Yep, we know it's not fun to sit six feet apart. Yep, we know it's not fun to not see your friends in another classroom. Yep, we know it's not fun to pass Valentine's out, right? I mean, who doesn't love to get a little note that says, you're my friend? And we didn't pass those papers around. And, you know, we had some teachers who created electronic... Um, Valentine's where kids got a PowerPoint slide and, and another student's name was on it. And you wrote something nice about every student in the whole class. And then you got to share your slide with someone. Even I got one. It was so amazing. Like I, I got a little, you know, you're the best principal ever and from the fourth grade. And there was a whole bunch of messages on it. So we found different ways. And, and part of that whole thing was thinking about our own wellness Mm -hmm. right? And the student's wellness, there's a lot of focus on student wellness. Um, And and you might have heard of that social emotional learning, right? How are we building that? And that wasn't new because of the pandemic, right? It was years, years ago, we started talking about this. Um, But the year before the pandemic, we started thinking about a program called Choose Love, the Choose Love Movement. And um, it is free out there. If if any of you haven't heard of it, ChooseLoveMovement.org. It came out of some tragedy at Sandy Hook, and a little six-year-old boy lost his life and his mother, um, you know, was really just thinking about how do I make this world better? And she chose love. She said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive and I'm going to help others um, not get to this point. And so her curriculum is free. It is amazing. And there's little pieces that you can weave in. And so we were dabbling a little bit with it in the 2019-20 school year. And we were like, ah, use it if you like. There's other social emotional. We were studying it all. And then, you know, part of that July meeting, we said, we need something that we all can talk to our students about very consistently. Mm -hmm. And so we are, you know, incorporating it just in 20 minutes a day, four days a week, doing some things like that. And because of that learning, I feel the teachers are also working on their wellness and thinking about those lessons and thinking about how do I find my brave voice? Because one of the things is what do I do? Grant, if I walk into your room, your mask is off in front of students. Right. Right. Do I say something to you as your colleague? Do I just ignore it because it's not my place? Right. You know, it's kind of that see something, say something. Mm -hmm. And, for the first few months of school, people were coming to me to solve the problem, <laughs> and I can right. I'm the principal. Sure. I can solve. I'm Absolutely. going to be like Grant, wear your mask, right? And you're going to be like, who told you, right? <laughs> that's your. That's going to be your first thing. And and I'd much rather have someone find their voice and say, hey, I'm really uncomfortable with you not wearing your mask when I come into the room.
0: Yep. Right. That and takes a lot it, of courage.
1: It does. You got to find your brave voice, right? And yeah. It does. And so I have to model it. Right. So part of my modeling would be like, Hey, put your mask up. And again, I'm not noticing all the time cause I'm busy. Right. And I, I might walk by, I'm like, Oh wait, that person doesn't have a mask on," You know? And so just kind of remembering and, and saying, Hey, put your mask up when you're in public places. If you're in your classroom and you're by yourself and your door is closed, you could take your mask off. It's just when you're with other people to be respectful and for that greater good, um, you know, remember to do that, and and so people were able to, after a while, find that voice and say, "Look, this is really about, you know, not me fighting with you. It's really about us keeping ourselves safe."
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and so that takes a lot, right? So you have to have that trust. You have to have that willingness to see everyone else is doing it for that greater good. So we can get there. We we definitely can. Um, but patience with yourself. If you're a leader in this time, patience with your ability to, to not know it all and, and being okay. And, you know, did I want to sometimes go in my room, whether it was at school or here and just be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't make one more decision. Yep, absolutely. Where there times where I'm like, there's just no way we're going to solve this. Yep. And then you go out there and you see those kids who are so happy to be there. And you're like, I've got to find the the problem solving ability to figure this next thing out.
0: I think that is that's a great, a great lesson for all of us, right? Is to continue to understand that even when you know when we're significantly challenged and we are significantly challenged in the age of COVID, that mm-hmm. there is so much power in coming together uh, and working together to to think through and solve problems and to take care of one another. So thank you so much. Well, for thanks for sharing, having me. For sharing that great story. Uh, in our next episode of The Wheelhouse, I'll continue my conversation with Candy Fowler, principal of Hollis Upper Elementary School. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. If you have something you'd like to share or a teaching or leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at onlineacademy at ourstudentsmatter.org, and we'll add that to our lineup. Together, our goal is to continuously expand our own leadership and instructional expertise and to prove to each student that his or her life is of immense and irreplaceable value. This is hard work but it is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we can do this.